Welcome to the Yeah Girl Podcast, where we're tackling hard topics with women of the word. Hey guys, welcome back to the Yeah Girl Podcast. I'm your host, Skylar. And I'm Bree. And we are so excited to be continuing on with our series of common topics that women struggle with in and outside of the church, honestly. So today we're going to be talking about sin and accountability, which is something that I think we both had laid on our hearts Mm -hmm. because it's such a hard topic to talk about, not only sin, but also being held accountable for sin. So we are really excited. Um, So starting off, I would like to answer the question, what sin did someone have to hold us accountable for recently or in the past? So I'm really excited for this question because we're getting down and dirty. We're getting (laughs) vulnerable. Um, So something that I have been struggling with right now, like this is a current thing that I'm being held accountable for, is I'm really bad at understanding signals in (laughs) in a conversation so sometimes I'll say things that are just so out of pocket but I don't even mean to like I just don't think about it and then I say something and then someone might get their feelings hurt or something because I I don't know I just have something in my brain that just is really bad at understanding things in conversation so I actually have two friends who we have a code word for any time, anytime I say something in a conversation, um, and so they'll say this code word, and I'll have to be like, oh, dang, okay, and I messed that up. It. Yeah, and then I sit there and think about it as, like, they have to repair the conversation. Oh, that's it's awesome, okay. though, like, yeah. that they look out for you that way. Yeah, so that's what I'm being held accountable for right now, which is very vulnerable, but I'm glad because I'm starting to learn and catch on to certain things. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, thank you so for What about sharing. you? For me, um, I would probably say like most recently, um, being on break from being on the road, like it's very different um, lifestyle changes, like just being on the road where your whole day is planned for you and you're serving 24 seven, your host homes, your the church and everything. And then going home where you can let your guard down because mm-hmm. you're with mm-hmm. your family and you're not doing a whole lot. Um, and so I fall into that temptation of just being lazy mentally and not because, I mean, if you listen to our pilot episode, like I've struggled with mental health a mm-hmm. lot. And so if I'm not careful about it, I can get very lazy and just like fall back, like right back into that. Yeah. And so I had my mom and a couple of friends being like, hey, we see you're struggling and we see you're not trying like at mm-hmm. all, like what's up with that? Like what's going on kind of thing. And just like pointing that out in me and me finally taking steps to start fixing that because it laziness mentally is a big temptation for me, which honestly that wasn't planned, but it is a great transition into what we're about (laughs) to talk about. So (laughs) we, I mean, with sinning and, um, or just sin in general and keeping accountability, Mm -hmm. um, temptation is what leads us to sin most of the time. Yeah. Um, and so a verse that I want to point out is 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Now, what I don't want you to hear, <laughs> Skylar and I were talking about this earlier, yeah. and that gets on our nerves. Yep. In every single ministry, whether that be uh, the pastor saying it or um, in children's ministry or women's ministry, women's honestly. Min- yeah, that one I feel like most is yeah. the, 
the quote, God will not give you more than you can handle. That <laughs> makes me cringe so out my skin. And it's like, I literally have goosebumps. It just gets <laughs> on my nerves so much. And the reason being is that we are weak people in yeah. a fallen world and we need to rely on God. Yeah. He is our strength. That's the whole point. It is repeated over and over and over in scripture that he is the source of our strength. Yeah. So yeah, there's going to be things in life that happen that are going to be way more than we can handle. And that's, yep. that's the point of relying on him. Yeah. Like he's not going to give <laughs> us those things. He will allow it to happen because it's a sinful world. And yeah. there, there's things that need to be pointed out to us and let us see where we are in our spiritual journey. And like he yeah. allows that to happen, but it's to point us to him and yeah. to rely on him and his strength. Yeah. What that saying that people say, like, God will not give you more than you can handle is very empowering to like the human mind. Oh. Like, oh, your human mind can completely handle everything that comes your way. Otherwise, God wouldn't have done it. And it's yeah. like, no. The point is we're so weak and we're so beaten down and we're so full of sin that everything that's thrown at us, we should 100% give to God because he is the only one who can handle it. Mm -hmm. That's so. that's what I like to call a feel-good quote. Yeah, seriously. That it doesn't have any biblical foundation mm -mm. or any truth in it. It just feels good. It yeah. just feels like it's very encouraging. Yep. But what's actually encouraging, Romans 8, 37. When it says we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And I think through him. Exactly. That's what I was going <laughs> to say. I think most of the time when we read that verse, um, I see a lot of people forgetting that last part. Yeah. It's like they're like, we're conquerors. We can do anything. And just like the verse before, when we we're talking about like God won't give us more than we can handle. It just like feels good. Like we're conquerors. Like that's awesome. We're warriors, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, it's it's through him. Yeah. Like it takes like that. Oh, just those two words through him mm -hmm. is so important to remember Definitely. and to apply. Yep. So, yeah. But um, when it comes to temptation, um, everyone struggles with it. We're mm -hmm. in a sinful world. We're yep. all sinners. And so I just want to give like practical advice because that's how my brain works. Definitely. Very logical. <laughs> There's steps to take and everything. But that doesn't make these steps easy at mm -mm. all. So I have three steps that... Um, that came to mind when it comes to this because yeah so first step name the sin sounds very simple but it's harder mm. than you think because sometimes you don't want to admit it no. um uh, most of the time you probably don't want to admit it um and you're ignoring it and you don't know how to fix it because mm -hmm. you're not admitting it to yourself you're not being honest with yourself and um honest to god so when you're naming the sin name it put it out in the light and complete honesty like mm -hmm. don't try to give excuses I find myself doing that with God a lot is when I'm like okay I need to confess this like I know I'm doing wrong here I know I'm sinning I know this is separating me from God and what he has for me and I try to give an excuse for it and it's like that's not that's not confessing truly yeah it's like no I God you're right like this is what I'm doing and I'm sorry like mm -hmm. this like name it um because once it's put into the light, it is going to be so hard to go let it go back in the darkness. And Satan can't use it against you if it's exactly. in the light. Like, what else is he going to do? Nothing. He yeah. can't. I mean, he can try to manipulate you, you and embarrass that you. Stuff, and, but that's but, so temporary mm -hmm. compared to, like, what the darkness could do to you. Yeah. yeah. I think, okay, like, saying before this, before going on to the rest of the steps and everything, this mm -hmm. takes so much humility. Yeah. Um, 
a lot because yes. this is a pride issue because Definitely. most sin when you need to repent of it it is a pride issue of mm -hmm. why you're not which yep. leads me to the next point mm -hmm. repent <laughs> good <laughs> point repenting is just it's confessing it's agreeing with god that what you're doing is bad and then turning towards him running towards him and just falling into his arms mm -hmm. and asking God to forgive you and help you come out of it. And yeah. point three, receive the power of the love of God. Just like we were talking about earlier, the only reason why we are conquerors is because it's through him who loved us. So re receive that love of God because that is going to be the source of your strength to conquer that sin. Yeah. We can't do it on our own. That's the whole point. So um, be willing to to receive that from him. Yeah. And so it just, it takes a lot of prayer. And this is not a, a one, two, three step that you do it once and then you're done. Yeah. It's like, no, you're working on daily. this <laughs> daily for the yeah. rest of your life. And mm -hmm. as long as you're on this side of eternity, that's, mm -hmm. that's how much it's going to take. But yeah, for sure. How faithful is our God to forgive us every single time and how he doesn't yeah. get tired of us and it's not like oh Skylar you're struggling with that again like come on like big that. sigh or like Bria are you coming to me with this again or like I cannot believe that like no that's not <laughs> at all it's like no come here like let me love you like mm. yes I do forgive you now walk in light walk in this yeah. truth like I'm proud of you like yeah that's who our God is for sure yeah, amen, amen. So going on from step one, naming that sin, that really leads into accountability, mm -hmm. um, which is something else like Brie was talking about. This is a huge pride issue. And this is something you can see in any form of ministry, whether that's adult ministry, student ministry, women's ministry, men's ministry, anything that has to deal with it, accountability means letting down your pride. Mm -hmm. So if you have a pride issue and you're trying to be held accountable, I urge you, urge you to work on that pride issue so that accountability can be something that actually helps you, not something that hurts you. Yeah. Or um, the other person. Yeah. Or the other person. Because it can be so easy to take out things on another person who really is just trying to help you. Mm -hmm. um, so how can we be accountable with sin. Um, so the first thing that I want to express so hard is I heard this once and I've been saying it ever since. Accountability is not church hurt. Amen. Let me say it again. Accountability is not church hurt. If you walk out of a church because someone held you accountable, maybe, listen, I'm not saying people can't hold you, hold you accountable in a complete wrong way. Sometimes someone isn't the right person in your life to hold you accountable. Sometimes people don't say it right. Yeah. There's a lot of ways that accountability can go wrong. But if if you simply leave a church because of accountability and you're trying to find a church that doesn't hold you accountable, that church doesn't have Jesus. And that's a really bold claim, but Jesus is okay with accountability because Jesus held the disciples accountable. I think of that one time whenever Jesus went in the garden to pray and then he walked out and the disciples fell asleep. And then Jesus came back out and he was like, guys, Are come on. <laughs> and then he went in, they fell asleep again. He came back out, guys, come on. He could have easily just given up and been like, oh, they fell into it. I'm just going to leave them alone now. But he didn't. He was like, guys, wake up. Do you yeah. not understand? Um, so I strongly encourage you to find a group of girls or find, if you're a guy, find a group of guys, not the opposite gender, No, a girl or a guy, mm -hmm. if you are a girl or if you are a guy. And I encourage you to make accountability out of them. I have an accountability partner 
And it is so great because we've really built this friendship. And based off of this friendship, anything that she says, it is so hard to let my pride get in the way because it's like, no, I know she wants what's best for me. Right. Which is so hard and it's such a hard thing to find. But if you have a friend already, maybe look for that. Or maybe you don't have any friends in the church yet. That could be an amazing thing to build um, a friendship off of is accountability. Mm -hmm. Um, And something else, too, is... Um, we should seek being taught and seek correction. And this is also another pride issue is admitting that you don't know it all and mm-hmm. admitting that um, there's some things in the Bible our hearts naturally, our flesh naturally fight against. Sometimes, literally today, my young adult pastor, I said something and he said, actually this. And then I was about to be like, uh, <laughs> okay. No, that's biblical and that's correct. And I'm not going to fight against it, which is such a hard thing to do. But we should seek being taught just as Proverbs 12, 1 says, if you guys don't read, (laughs) if you guys don't read the CSB, that's completely okay. But here's a literal translation of the Bible. Proverbs 12, 1, whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof is stupid. (laughs) I love how blunt it is. I love it because it's so true. Mm -hmm. Like, why on earth would you go to church just to be told that you're doing everything right? Like, that is not why we go to church. And that's not why we read the Bible either. The whole point is to grow and to help others and to lead others to Jesus. Mm -hmm. You can't do that if you have an immense pride issue. So I don't even think we meant for this podcast to be about pride. But honestly... A big part of sin and accountability is pride and you will not be able to get over sin if you have too much pride and you will not be able to be held accountable or or hold others accountable if you have a pride issue. So pride is a big thing that we do and the Bible does call us to work on. Mm -hmm. I think it goes back to Jesus's character and like how we're supposed to we're our journey as Christians is sanctification. It is being made more like Christ every single day. And so who is Christ? Mm -hmm. How does he describe himself? He is humble and lowly. So if we're to deny our sin, if we're to deny ourselves, that's going to take so much humility. Yeah, definitely. And it is encouraging to know that our example is Jesus. Like like he is true humility and um, encouraging that we know that we're being made more like him. So it's a long process. Definitely. And it hurts. Like don't think that Skylar and I like (laughs) talking about this and like how we say things like, um, yes, it's going to offend. No, we're not meaning to offend you, like yeah. judgmental wise, because we deal with these things. This Literally. is for everyone. Definitely. Like this is like it's it convicts me too, mm-hmm. like thinking about my sin and um and just like reproof, like, but he who hates reproof is stupid. Like that's me like, <laughs> a lot of the time. And, like, I am the one who I like hates to think reproof. like, oh, I love learning and everything, but it's mm-hmm. like, but I do I love discipline? Because mm. like, those mm. are the same. And I yeah. think a lot of people forget that. We go to church, we're like, I want to be just like Jesus. And it's like, okay, well, that means turning away from these sins that everyone yeah. can see. Oh, Never mind. (laughs) I don't want to do that. Actually, this seems really difficult. Exactly. Um, I mean, something I hear um, a lot of pastors that I admire say is like, the gospel is not pretty. Like it's not, it's it's going to offend you Mm -hmm. because it's pointing out your sin and showing you like what Jesus took for you, what you deserve. And he took that on for everybody. Yeah. Like, so yeah, it's going to hurt. Yeah. So if you're going to church to like make yourself feel good, you're not in the right church. Like the gospel hurts and the Bible Mm -hmm. can hurt. Like I was just reading yesterday, like Jeremiah and a lot of things that like God was condemning, um, as he says, daughter Zion for 
is pride and mm-hmm. is gossip and it's just all these things that I struggle with that I see people struggle with and I'm like wow that hurt me because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's me like if it was me back then that God would be saying that to me right um we're so lucky that like you know Jesus died for us and everything like that that doesn't mean that God doesn't hate sin any less yeah um but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't stop ourselves from sinning and it doesn't mean that we shouldn't be held accountable mm-hmm. um, which shows us that we need to be practicing gratitude yeah. For those things yeah. of him showing us like gratitude and the fact that like that's that's shown in the Bible. Everyone's sin. There are so many sinful people in the Bible because yeah. they're all sinners. Yeah. And so it's great that we have those examples and like what you were just saying and like how if that was you back then, that was you. It's like, yeah, no, that's you now, too. Exactly. Like, that we have that for God to point out in us. And um, something that I've learned a lot with Life Action and um, they they talk a lot about like healing from bitterness. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize how much bitterness I had stored up wow. until yeah. coming and hearing it over and over and over. But the fact that um, you have to be thankful for the things that you've gone through, mm-hmm. you have to act, like actually like take act, like say the words out loud of like, God, thank you for this situation. It mm-hmm. was so hard, but it pointed me towards you and the hope that you provide for me, the yeah. hope that you've given me and the joy that's available to mm-hmm. me f- through you. Um, and to come at it. So humility mm-hmm. and thankfulness, that'd yeah. be the two things that I would say that are going to make, um, repenting so much easier and yeah. accountability so much easier. Yep. Because you're denying yourself completely. Yep. And that's what we're called to do, which sometimes stinks. But that is ultimately too. like, I think people forget that that's what will make your life more fulfilling, Mm -hmm. Um, which, you know, the Bible isn't about just fulfilling your life and fulfilling your needs and stuff. But um, if we want to seek to be like God, that God will then be happy with your life and honor your life. And that's something that we should seek. Mm -hmm. Um, So how do we say the truth in a how do we say the truth in a correct and loving way um so this is talking about that i this is something that i talked about kind of in the beginning whenever what am i being held accountable for right now Mm. this really goes into it because i need i need to now watch um how i hold people accountable um because i am a teacher and i am a life group leader so this is a part of something that i do is holding people accountable but not doing it with the wrong heart not doing Mm -hmm. it because i want to be right or not doing it because oh i've already gotten over that so you should be over that by now that's something that a lot of people struggle with especially if it's um i've seen this a lot with like older mentors and like younger people um there's this issue where it's like i can't believe you're dealing with that but it's not just that it took more time for people like to get over sins, you know, Mm -hmm. it just means that, Oh, our hearts are built differently. So maybe my flesh yearns for something more than yours does. Mm. Um, so that's something that I definitely struggle with, but it's something that luckily through the grace of God, I've been learning so much for how to hold people accountable and how to do it in a graceful way. And also how to not get your feelings hurt if accountability isn't met with love every single time. Yeah. Cause sometimes it is going to have to be the hard truth and just like point blank, like, Hey, this is what you're doing. It's not right. Yeah. You should probably work on that. Yeah. Especially if it's affecting other people. That's why I've had to learn in the mm -hmm. church too. It can be so easy to get nervous and walk away and think, oh, that's someone else's job. But maybe it'll be the best coming from you. Maybe it'll be the best coming from their friend or their leader or something like that. But it can be just so hard to think about, oh, this is about to be really awkward. Mm -hmm. And yes, but what if they're affecting other people? What if they're affecting other walks? What if, what if they're a teacher too? Like you never know. Um, so you can be helping out the kingdom by doing that, but also watch your words and how you say things and Mm -hmm. you should do it in a gentle way and you should, um, 
listen to the Holy Spirit and you should talk to people about it. Like I was just saying before this is I talk to my young adults pastor um, if I feel like I need to talk to someone and maybe if it's a text or it's a phone call, hey, this is what I'm going to say. Do you have any corrections for me? And that's such a cool thing to do. And if you guys don't have that, maybe you have a mentor or you have a really good friend, but also not making this in a gossip way. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like seeking help, seeking advice from those you know have been through similar situations or Mm -hmm. that you know are um, gifted in that area. Yeah. But like solely for the, for needing advice on how to handle it because it's, you handling it shows how much you love that person yeah. and how much you want them to succeed. Yes. So if you're going to go about it, go about it carefully. Yeah. Go about it prayerfully. And show how much you love them through that. Because mm-hmm. if you're meeting them with gossip and you're meeting them with anger and you're meeting them with all that, then, oh my goodness, then that doesn't show anything. And yeah. that that turns into church hurt. Mm-hmm. That's not just accountability anymore. That is church hurt. And so I think a lot of people don't take into account how much our words do mean to others whenever they are trying to learn about Jesus. Yeah. And like I said, some things aren't our fault. Some people just don't want to be held accountable. Some people can't handle that. And you know what? That's okay. If you try and you truly do everything you could and you walk away feeling like you feel okay and that the Holy Spirit led you through that and it still didn't end up okay, okay, then that's not on you. But you have to make sure that you took all the steps in order to do so. Mm -hmm. Most important is just being obedient. Like you said, all out. If the Holy Spirit's leading you to do something, do it. Yep. Do it. No hesitation. Maybe hesitate a little bit to think about what you're going to say. (laughs) (laughs) But that's about all. Yeah. So <laughs> I love how we both pause yeah. and we're like, wait, wait a second. <laughs> let's, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we have a really good Q&A question for oh today. Um, so today's Q&A question is, how do I emotionally connect with others of a different gender and of the same gender? Okay. So <laughs> my- Brie was antsy to <laughs> I answer was this. so ready. When I saw this on the outline, I was like, yes. So- <laughs> Um, something I think a lot of young adults and teenagers struggle with is being emotionally available, emotionally having those emotional connections to somebody of the opposite sex. Yeah. It causes so much conflict because I got to gather my thoughts because I'm like, (laughs) oh my goodness, but I want to be careful about this. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're, Going to be emotionally connected and going to strive for that for somebody of the opposite sex. I'm just going to say guys because it should be mostly girls listening to this. So if you're wanting to emotionally connect to a guy, you have to be so, so careful about it. Because if you look online and you see how many guys think um, girls and guys can be just friends, Mm -hmm. the majority of them will say no. Mm -hmm. And so if you are willing to get down to that level and be vulnerable with them, um, that's going to hurt them so much more if you're just wanting to be friends. Yeah. Um, that emotional connection should be saved for if they're your boyfriend or yep. they're your husband. Yeah, for sure. Um, because that emotional connection, how you come about it, if you're going to do it with um, girls, it takes vulnerability. Yeah. Like what I tell um, anyone that's asking me advice for teaching or just leading in general or um, shepherding, mentoring or whatever it is, or just mm-hmm. like discipling in general, um, is that if you're wanting, if you feel like... God's telling you to connect with somebody, for them to be emotionally connected to you, whatever it is, like that's going to take you to set that bar of vulnerability. Like you have to be vulnerable with them first for them to feel safe enough and Mm -hmm. that you're not going to come 
to them in judgment whenever they share whatever it is that they need to share with you. Yeah. And so that's where the emotional connection is rooted is in that vulnerability. So if you're willing to be that vulnerable with a guy, but Mm -hmm. you're not willing to be with him, that is not going to be good for you or him. Because if you have a whole group of guy friends and you are emotionally connected to them on that deep of a level, and then you have a guy that you're interested in, Mm -hmm. you become boyfriend and girlfriend, you enter that relationship. What is that line between those guys and your boyfriend? Amen. It's not there because you're emotionally connected to both of them. You're just attracted to this one and you're pursuing them in a relationship. And And you have to look at, yeah. And you have to look at your mental state with that too, because I've seen girls just be like, man, but just, it feels so good. Like it feels so good to be like friends with guys because I know that they want me. It might be just a childhood trauma that we're trying to overcome, or maybe we never had guys like us whenever we were younger or something so different. Cause I feel like I struggled with that for a little bit. Oh yeah. I feel Um, like almost every girl does. Yeah. Almost every girl at a point is like, oh my gosh, these guys are giving me so much attention and I like it. Mm -hmm. And I completely understand like that is a completely healthy thing to like whenever guys give you attention. Otherwise, you know, why would male female relationships make sense? Like obviously you want a guy's attention, but you have to set a healthy boundary or everyone gets hurt. And like Mm Brie was saying, whenever you do get a boyfriend, like I have a boyfriend, but I also have guy friends. So we did have to talk about those boundaries. And I will say before I started dating my boyfriend, my boundaries with other guys were not healthy. And so whenever we did start dating, I did have to have a awkward talk of, hey, it kind of makes me uncomfortable whenever you talk to these guys about these things that deal with your emotions because I feel like you should want me. And at first I was like, how dare you? I can talk to whoever I want. But in Mm -hmm. reality, I only said that because my pride hurt too much. I'm yeah. like, no, I want to keep my friends, which he wasn't saying that I couldn't be friends with them. But he was simply saying that there's husband privileges, there's boyfriend privileges, and then, and there's, then there's just friend, friend privileges. Pri- yep. Like, it's so as good. simple as that, yeah. um, which is such a hard thing. And I also want to speak to and if any guys are listening, which I did look, and quite a few guys do listen to our podcast. <laughs> um, so, guys, if you are listening to this, if a girl sets a boundary follow it respect it please respect the boundary because that is what you are called to do and it'll also save you the heartbreak because if a girl doesn't like you she might get a boyfriend in the future or she might leave in the future or anything like that and you're going to be left emotionally hurt yeah but if there is a girl who is pursuing you and you want to pursue them back, that's okay. But if you're doing that with five girls at a time, you might want to check your heart. Mm-hmm. I think that's <laughs> that's a big problem nowadays is it's both sides. Like we're calling guys and girls out because we've been there. Yes. And um, like this is not us like shaming you guys or condemning no. you whatsoever. It's just like, guys, we're called to be something higher than this. Yeah. And so for both guys and girls, girls set the boundaries, but know that you cannot be emotionally available to every single person. Yep. Guys, if a girl says no, she means no. And you need to respect that. Yep. Please, For sure. Respectfully. Like, yep. That's, that's all I have to <laughs> say on that. But it comes, them. It, it's both sides. And yeah. I see when, when those two things are lacking on both sides, then so much conflict, so much drama yeah. happens. And that's where the church hurt comes. Yeah. And I think a lot of people think like, oh, it'll be better once I actually get a boyfriend or a girlfriend. But in reality, it won't. If you're emotionally yeah. connected to a lot of people, even whenever you start dating someone, that won't just go away. Right. Like you'll continue wanting that. And that is why people do cheat in relationships because mm-hmm. maybe they did that in um, past relationships or friendships or anything like that. They were constantly connected to emotionally to more than one person at a time yeah so all of a sudden doing that with one person for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. that it doesn't just click like that like you have to slowly get over that yourself 
not saying that whenever you're married, you can't have opposite gender friends, of course, but your husband or wife is for the rest of your life and your friends are for a phase in your life. Mm -hmm. It could be a long phase, but it's still just a phase. So that's good. Yeah. Go back to what you said earlier about like us liking the attention. Like girls Mm -hmm. usually fall into that trap because we like the attention. Yeah. Um, Nothing is wrong with that. Like you said, we are created for that, Mm -hmm. but that attention is going to be solely from our husband. Yeah. But to remember that that attention is not, is not going to satisfy us. Yeah. That's Um, so true. The last episode we talked about dissatisfaction and that will explain more, but like that satisfaction and wanting to feel like you're seen and known Mm. and loved Mm -hmm. like not that is never going to be satisfied in just your husband your significant other if you guys are listening um that is going to be solely found in the lord yep i know you see it on social media and you're like wow that's all i need it's not nope (laughs) as someone who is dating someone yeah, that's not what it looks like at all, all the time. Yeah. Sometimes it is nice, you know, and to think about the future and stuff. But mm-hmm. in reality, he's just a human who's going to let you down like any yeah. other humans. But you know who won't? Jesus. God. Yep. <laughs> God. Yep. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Um, if you would like to send in a question to the Yeah Girl podcast, you can text Yeah Girl to 618 618- Two two four one two one six. We are so excited to answer the questions that have already come, and we're so excited to see the future questions that will come. Um, but other than that, we thank you so much for tuning in today um, for our episode three, Sinning and Accountability, and we'll catch you on the next podcast. Bye! Bye.